0: We are excited because tomorrow uh, we start our annual 21 days uh, prayer and fasting. Uh, we do it every single year. Every time we've done it, uh, I believe what last year we did uh, in 2020 we did we did 10 days, and uh, but we've always done 21 days uh, besides of that year. And uh, we're believing that every single time we do 21 days of a prayer, 21 days of fasting. Uh, Man, God has moved heaven and earth, uh, not just for our lives, but for the life of the church. Uh, Man, God has really... He has changed the, the path that we were on every single time. I mean, I'm talking details. I'm talking, God's saying, you're not going here, you're going over here. Um, just God's speaking to us. And so I just want to really challenge you. We're going to be talking about this today, why we're doing 21 days. What is prayer? What is fasting? What is this? What kind of church is this? You know? And uh, and I really believe that uh, I want to challenge you right off the bat. Uh, we're tag teaming today. We're preaching together today. And, uh, and, and I want to challenge you to fast. I want you to fast something, all right? You don't have to... Do everything, but you can do something. Yes, you can do so something today. And so, starting for uh, starting tomorrow, January 10th, all the way through the 30th, uh, that'll be, uh, you know, people are like, that's how many days is that? Is that 20? You it's know? Tw- no, it's 21. All uh, 20. But we're going to do, yes, 21 days. We're going to end it on Sunday night and, uh, and then break that fast. Come on. And, and so, I want to challenge you uh, during this message to say, Lord, what do you want me to fast? What should I fast? I think I should. And I challenge you to uh, to grab a hold of that because 21 days of prayer and fasting uh, you, you can read all throughout the Bible. There's many different types of fast and uh, cultural, strategic, uh, but Daniel in the book of Daniel is the first time we've seen 21 days of fasting.
1: Absolutely. So I want to give some context because we really do get this idea of, of 21 days of, of really refraining from something, but leaning into prayer and believing that God, come on, still does breakthroughs and that my, my prayers will reach at heaven and my God is tuned into me. And so where do we get this from? We get it from the book of Daniel. And in fact, if you go back to this time in the biblical, in the biblical time for Daniel, um, the children of Israel had actually been exiled. For 70 years, they'd been living in captivity. And and meaning what happened around there was that God's children had completely neglected the Lord. They were disobeying him and completely disregarded him. And so God allowed for the children of Israel to actually be taken over by Babylon. And Babylon was this wicked, you can put that up, Babylon was this wicked nation, powerful nation. And, And what they believed is they believed in cultural immersion. So when they, when they say cultural immersion, it meant that you're going to live like me. I'm taking over now. I'm the one in charge. You're going to eat what I eat, de- drink what I drink, believe what I believe, and move in the ways that I move. Your education is now going to be deemed by what I say my education is. And doesn't that kind of sound like today? That before, it used to be the innuendos of the world, right? It used to be like, ooh, is is that like a a slip-in? Is that what they could possibly mean? Well, we've lived in a day and age, friends, when there are no more innuendos. It's just in your face. Whether it's through music, TV, children's programming, education. But hear me, this is nothing new to the people of God. This is exactly what Daniel and the children of Israel were going through in the time of Babylonian exile. For 70 years they lived like this. And Daniel was only 17, 18 years old when he was taken into captivity. And I find it so interesting that Daniel was chosen to come sit at the king's table, to have an opportunity to be trained to serve the king because he was good-looking, because he was young, because he was strong, and because he was this, of this noble birth, so he was chosen for all this exterior things, but they had no idea the strength that was on his interior. And so I want to share with you that cultural immersion can actually become spiritual invasion if we allow it. If we so allow good. for culture to dictate what I eat, what I sleep, what I breathe, what I take in, it's actually no more immersion. It's actually a, a spiritual invasion. And so I think it's incredible that David never, ever slacked. In fact, he was brought into the Babylonian culture. He lived in it, but it never lived in him. And I think that's such a key for us to learn that even as a 17- and 18-year-old young man, he allowed himself to live in a place that was foreign, to live in a place that was against what he believed, but it never lived inside of him. He was so faithful to God.
0: So uh, anytime you read the book of Daniel... And you see Daniel's life. And you see Babylon. And for us, we go, okay, like, what, what does this mean? What does this mean to me today? And anytime, even in the book of Daniel, uh, when you see Babylon, that's culture. Um, and, and for us, culture today is, is what we live in. I mean, it's what we see on TV, Internet, uh, Twitter, you know, uh, Instagram. That's culture. Well, I think and it's f- the
1: influence, right? It's the whatever influence
0: influences Yes, Yes. And, uh, and so that's culture. And a lot of times, culture can influence us. And the thing about culture is, I want you to hear, I mean, even if you're first time with us today, we're not like, like we hate culture, you know, like, like we, we, we are in the world to influence the world. Right. I want we're to influence not the world.
1: people to go hide in yes. a hole and close your door and never yes. come out. We're saying live a life like Daniel, where yes. I can be in something, but something does not have to be yeah. in me.
0: So here's the danger, and we put this on the slide. Culture wants your full attention, but fasting helps me to pay attention. Because a lot of times we can get lost in culture. And then little by little, well, maybe I'll stop reading my word or I'll stop praying as much or I'll stop going to church on Sunday or, you know, and it's just little by little. And so I really believe that culture wants your full attention. Culture wants your, your money, wants your attention, wants your, your, your attention span. It wants your life. But fasting helps me to pay attention because fasting reminds me, and I have to do this. I could tell, uh, if, I believe one year I didn't fast. Right Or I didn't do as strong as fast. And I could feel the difference because fasting reminds us who we belong to. Yeah. Fasting is just, I mean, if my truck's out of alignment, I drive a pickup. And if it's out of alignment and I ignore that, that, that misalignment or disalignment and I ignore it, eventually my truck's going to break down. It's not going to happen right away, you know, wheel flies off. But it's little by little that that out of alignment will be able to ruin my vehicle. A lot of times we go, I'm burnt out or I'm losing the faith because we're out of alignment. And fasting helps me to remind me who I belong to. Philippians chapter 3 verse 20, I love this. It says, but we are citizens of heaven where the Lord Jesus Christ lives. For so many of us, we we go to church, we come to faith because I want to get to heaven. But Jesus is saying, and we learned this last year in, in Thy Kingdom Come series, right? Kingdom Come series. That we learned that Jesus wants us to go to heaven, but he also wants us to bring heaven to our earth. So I'm a citizen of heaven. I am in the culture to influence the culture. But we have to be careful because culture can be strong. Sin can be strong. Influence can be strong. I love 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. It says, but you are not like that, for you are a chosen people. Some of us, we need this as an iPhone uh, wallpaper. Android, you need a wallpaper that says you need an iPhone. And so, but it says this, you are not like that, for you are a chosen people, royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's very own possession. As a result, you can show others the goodness of God. I love this. It's it's not, hey, hey world, I'm fasting. It's saying, hey world, God loves you because God loves me. (laughs) If God can love me, He could love you. And I love this. So you could show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. Fasting gets me out of the darkness. Jesus, man, it helps me to say, God, I I am now reminded who I belong to. I don't belong to the darkness. I belong in the light. So here's what fasting does for us in these next 21 days. As as I put fasting removes, and I'm going to put blank, okay? Fasting removes something. And when I put blank, this is for you today in this room. And here's the thing about the Holy Spirit. He, he's got jokes, okay? Uh, the Holy Spirit will tell you and you go, uh, no, not that. So I want you to think about, think about maybe in a moment of pain or even hearing back in this crisis or in a moment of bad news, what was the first thing you grabbed for, for comfort? Man, was it a, was it a food Come on, somebody. Was it a delicious sugar cookie from Crumble? Not just to sleep, but the whole box. Come on, somebody. I'm preaching to somebody today. And they just got rid of the, the sugar cookie. When I got to talk to somebody, you know. Uh, or did you reach for, you know, something visually attractive? Or did you reach for someone? <laughs> for some people like, fast my wife. No, you can't fast your spouse, you know. No. But what's the first thing that you reached out for comfort? And listen, folks, it's not always sin.
1: I can even say um, I remember two years ago when we had started a fast and I had been watching a TV show and there was nothing wrong with this TV show. It was TV 13 rating and I'm way older than that. So there was no issue with the the quality of the show that I was watching. But I, I heard the Holy Spirit tell me you're done with the show. I'm like, but I haven't even gotten to the last season. Like, you know when you're in the tension of a really awesome show and you know something's about to happen? It was at that moment that God said, you're done. I was like, really? Can can I go back to it? No, you can't go back to that show. And I realized after I was done with the fast, I looked back and realized that show had been an escape for me. That show had been too much of an area of my life where I was able just to shut off and lean into something. And I was not just leaning, I was absorbing it Because I didn't want to deal with things that were going on in my world right then and there. And so he removed it. And I said yes, and I was obedient. And I'm telling you to this day, I have no idea how the show ended. I've never gone back, and I've never even asked a friend on how it ended.
0: I even think a great slide would be, you know, fasting gets us sensitive again.
1: Yes, it's good.
0: A lot of times we get desensitized. And we say, oh, that doesn't bother me. But when you remove it, you go, wow, in hindsight, it did affect me. And so I just want to encourage you to think about something today to remove. You know, remove. And like I said, like social media is not sin. Follow me, please, at J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-O-S-M-A. You know, follow me on social media. You know, all those different things. We believe social media can be a tool. But for so many of us, it's like make a decision now. And you go, ah, Facebook. And you just start scrolling. Or, ah, Instagram. Or, you know, it could be a distraction in your life. And so fasting removes. But here's the problem. If we, if we remove all these things and we don't replace it, then we're not really fasting. Right. And so here's the next side. Fasting removes, but fasting also replaces. Right. And so whatever you remove it, you got to replace it with the God's word, yep. with prayer. Man, say, God, I'm just going to meditate. I'm just going to think on you for now. I'm just going to sit here in peace and quiet. My ADHD nature hates that, you know. And, and God, I'm going to replace it. Because fasting without prayer is just a diet. Or just, I don't want you to go on a 21-day diet. Yeah. I don't need you to like. And hey, there are benefits, right? After 21 days, we're like, I'm looking pretty good. Come on, <laughs> somebody. If you do the food that, uh, route, yeah. right? Uh, we're gonna do Daniel fast. No meat, sweets, or treats means if it doesn't if it doesn't taste good, it's probably you could probably eat it. You know,
1: it's fruits, vegetables, fruits, and whole
0: grains. Vegetables, whole grains. You know, water. no donuts. Yeah, you no know, donuts. stuff donuts. like that. So, yeah. but fasting without prayer, it's just it's just a right. diet. And if you've ever been a part of our church, we never say, this is what you must do. If you've ever been a part of our church, we say, I want you to fast something. Something. And it's not, we don't want, it's, it's not, we're all doing this, but what I want is I want 100% participation. Fast something for these next 21 days. Because we're not going to take a 21-day diet, all right? 21-day cleanse, you know. We're going to do 21 days of prayer and right. 21 days of Fasting.
1: Because we want to hear the voice of God. I mean, I think you said it perfectly. Fasting does have physical benefits, and I don't want to ignore those things. In fact, in, in Daniel chapter 1, when we met this 17 to 18 year old young man, he chose not to eat the food at the king's table because that was against what he believed. That was against his godly culture. And he said, No. And he said, Why don't you test me? Give me some time to eat the fruits and the vegetables and not eat your delicate, your delicacies and your wine. Let me, let me. Do it this way, and we'll see if I'm stronger and healthier, and then you make the choice. And, and, and the king's men couldn't believe how strong and vibrant these young men were because they stuck to those choice things. I'm telling you guys, good foods, nutritious foods, are healing to your body. They really are. There are trauma diets. There are all those things. And hear me, I would love to see people's bodies restored. I would love for blood pressure, come on, to go down, for sugar levels, for everything to be balanced. I would love to see people who were diabetic, come on, January 9th, but come January 30th, they were no longer diabetic. I am living proof. of of, of good foods healing your body. I was scheduled to have another surgery uh, to remove some things in my body, but because of sticking, come on, to a healthy diet, I was able to prolong that, and I don't have to do that. And so I believe that God made your body to be a temple of the Holy Spirit. And as we treat this body um, the way that the Lord has asked us to, to honor it, right, he prolongs it. It's amazing what he's done. But we don't want just physical strength, right? We want spiritual strength. We want to hear from God. So Jeremy and I have a, have a huge vision for the person as a whole. Like, you're not just physical. You're also emotional. I care about your mental state. That's why we talk about things like trauma. But I also care so much about your spirit, not just to, to be saved, but what does it look like to live that abundant, overflowing, more than enough life? I want you to experience that in Jesus' name. So I think it's incredible, the whole person. So why should I fast? You know, there's this leadership quote that's been around for a long time. Basically, you want to do what I do, but will you do what I've done? I've reworded it for you today. You want what I have, but will you do what I've done? Think about that. We look at people's lives all the time and we think, I want what you've got. And it's not just like, ooh, I like her hair. No, no, no. I, I want the influence that that person has, right? I-, I-, I, want, I want the job or the career or the opportunities. Well, you want what I have, but will you do what I've done? See, the reason why, why do I set aside three weeks every year to, to remove things from my life and really to lean in and take in more time with Jesus is because I want what I see in the Bible. I want what they had. And I believe that it is for us to take it, to walk in it. I, I literally look at it because I'm looking at the Bible. I'm like, this is real. I, I don't base my life on a fairy tale. I don't base my life on this what if faith that just makes me feel better as a person. I believe the word of God to be active, living, breathing, true, and that it changes lives. And so I do. I'm I'm inspired by the people in God's word, and I want to be like, I want to experience what they've experienced. So I want to have this unwavering faith like Daniel. When the world may be doing something completely different, I can stay true to God. I want to have a just complete willingness like Elisha when he was called by God to the ministry and he straight burned his other avenues of income. He burned it and said, I don't need anything else in this life. I just need to follow the call of God on my life. I want to be like Elisha. I want to be like Esther to be brave and to take risks, hear me, even if my first reaction is fear. Because her first reaction was fear. But she got brave. She chose to be courageous, and she took the risks that needed to be done for other people and for herself. I want those things. I want to be dedicated to Jesus like Peter. <laughs> Even if he's mouthy and imperfect. Homie walked on water like he went after Jesus. He cut a man's ear off for his dedication to Jesus. He, was just, he just wanted to be with Christ no matter what. Right. And hear me, he was imperfect. I'm imperfect. But man, I would love to have dedication like Peter. And so I look at the 17 year 18-year-old Daniel. And I realized that he chose to not make small compromises when he was young, when he was first introduced to to outside influences. He chose to stay the straight and narrow, and he made small decisions that over time allowed him to be this incredible man of God, not just with influence with God's people, but he was now in government influence of an enemy Not only was he influencing the children of God, Babylon had made him rise in ranks to have a voice over what they were doing, to speak to what they were doing. And I find it absolutely incredible, again, that I could be living in this world, but I know that my citizenship is in heaven. I know that the Holy Spirit lives inside me and can use me to see his will come on earth as it is in heaven. It's incredible. And so we see Daniel grow into this man who is literally interceding for the children of God. So I want to take you to Daniel chapter 10. Daniel chapter 10. It says this, in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia. Now hear me, when you feel like you've been in captivity, and many of us have, 2020 and 2021, I'm like, ugh, right? That, I feel like that's been captivity. There's an end to all things, friends. Every season, come on, has an end to it. And what God did here is Babylon, yes, conquered the children of God, but now Persia came in and conquered Babylon and Persia did not believe in cultural immersion they believed you know what I will release you to go back to your homeland I'll release you to serve your God I'll release you to rebuild the temple I will release you and I will fund you to do the things that God has called you to do so whatever your season may be in it's not permanent friends it's not permanent and so in the third year of the reign of King Cyrus of Persia Daniel had another vision God used him with visions He understood the vision concerning the events that certain things were going to happen in the future, times of war and great hardship. And when this vision came to me, this is Daniel speaking, I, Daniel, had been in mourning for three whole weeks. So he was not in a time of celebrating. He wasn't in a time of fasting. It's a time when God had been showing him things of things to come in the future, and his heart was hurting for the people. It says, at that time, I had eaten, again, no rich foods. This sounds like a fast to me. No meat or wine crossed my lips, and I used no fragrant lotions until three weeks had passed. He removed his comfort and he leaned into Jesus. God, what does this season mean in my life? You've, you've allowed me to see certain things. You've allowed me to sit at certain tables. You've allowed me, Lord, to hear your voice. What, do the, what does this season mean? And so here we find him praying and seeking, but this made me ask some questions of myself. If I'm looking at Daniel and he's responding to the pain of his people with prayer and fasting, and it made me ask myself this question. What does pain prompt me to do? What does pain prompt me to? Does it prompt me to my knees? Does it prompt me to, oh my gosh, I have to get into church? Or I have to call a friend? Or I got to get in God's word. Does it prompt me to pills so I don't have to feel this? Does it prompt me to alcohol or another narcotic where I, I just want to numb and I don't want to be and I, I want to skate? Does it prompt me to run away? What does disappointment prompt me to? When I'm discouraged, when I don't have answers, but my heart is broken, what does disappointment prompt me to? But also, hear me, seasons aren't just bad seasons. There's some great seasons. So what does a desire for more prompt me to? If I'm in a season where I'm like, "Who Jesus, there's something new coming. Lord, you're doing some incredible things and I can, I could can feel, right, There's a blowing in the wind. I could feel something changing. What does it prompt me to? I want to be prompted like Daniel to, to set aside for a short amount of time the things that I love, the things that are so accessible and easy for me. I want to hit the pause button on that, and I want to hear the voice of the Lord. And so prayer and fasting, friends, it's a godly response to all of those things. It's a godly response to pain. It's a godly response to, to newness and excitement and anticipation. It's a response to decision-making. Hear me, prayer and fasting can be proactive or it can be reactive. For this, it was reactive for Daniel. But for us, if we are on the cusp of something, if we feel like we are on the brink of something happening, why aren't we leaning in and, and, and hearing from Jesus? It can be response to or it can be in preparation for. I can tell you right now, for me personally, for Lindsay Bosman, this 21 days of prayer and fasting is twofold. It's response to a lot of grief I've been walking through. But also, it's in preparation that I believe my God is changing some things in life. I believe that God is opening some doors, and I want my heart there and ready to walk through whatever He wants me to. So this is what I love. So here's Daniel, and he's fasting, and he's praying. And he has another vision. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 10, it says, And just then, a hand touched me, and it lifted me, still trembling to my hands and my knees. So literally, he has this heavenly being come to him in a vision. And this heavenly being touches him and lifts him up to his feet. And the man said to me, Daniel, you are very precious to God. So listen carefully to what I have to say to you. Do you know that theologians believe that this was Jesus? Theologians believe that this was not just an angel, but that Christ himself had come down in a vision to Daniel. And he says, I have been sent to you. So stand up. For some of us, your 2022 means you need to stand up because you are precious to God. And God wants to speak something to you, that something is specific for you. And you need to get on your feet and get ready for action. When he said this to me, I stood up, but I was still trembling. I love that. He didn't stand up like a superhero and bam, all of his fears were gone. No, he stood up, still pale in face, still trembling, still not knowing what is about to happen. But hear me, he was obedient. He was obedient even with the fear of the unknowns. And then he said to me, don't be afraid, Daniel. Since the first day you began to pray for understanding, and to humble yourself before your God. That's what fasting does. It humbles us. Your request has been heard in heaven. I have come in answer to your prayer. Hear me. It's not that day 21 God's going to finally hear me. No, it's on day one that Jesus hears me. It's on whatever day I open my heart and open my lips and go to the Lord with a humble heart and I begin to speak with him. He hears me. Sometimes that time delayed is just that work has to be finished and completed in us. I'm not a microwave person. It takes time for things to be worked out in my life. But how encouraging is that the moment Daniel opened his mouth and prayed, he was there, he heard it, and he'd been moving on his behalf
0: ever since.
1: It's amazing.
0: Daniel prayed on day one. And the Bible says that his prayers went up. There was a, a holy war. And then you know the angel came down, Jesus came down at the 21 days and, and spoke to him. And that's where we get 21 days from. But I want that to be an encouragement because when I pray and I fast, I believe it reaches heaven. I believe it reaches heaven. For some of us, we'll get an answer right away. And if that's you, God bless you.
1: Yeah, we jealous. All right.
0: <laughs> God bless you. But sometimes it might take 20 days, 21 days. We've had people extend their fast. I haven't heard from God yet. I'm in the groove. I'm going to keep fasting. But I love that in Daniel, he prayed a prayer. And man, heaven was fighting for that answer. Heaven was fighting for that prayer. That when I pray and when I fast, it reaches heaven. And for some of us, we, we really believe fasting and prayer answers all my questions. It doesn't. But remember, I don't fast to get something from God. I fast to get to know God. That's why I fast. That's why I pray. Man, man, prayer is a two-way street. You don't just go, God, blah, 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 blah. Some people used to say, Holy Spirit, speak to me. And that's prayer. And so here's what my challenge is for you today. Starting uh, tomorrow morning. All right, so for me, I got, I got my meal planned for tonight. Come on, somebody, my last, my last supper, you know.
1: We did have Baskin-Robbins yeah, yeah, double yeah. scoop last night. All right.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, scrolling all night long, you know. But here's our application. Here's what I challenge you. As your pastor, I double dog dare you to fast for 21 days. For 21 days, do Daniel fast. For 21 days, and, and maybe food's not an issue for you, fast social media. You know, for 21 days, fast something that, that you reach for. And, and say, you know what? For 21 days, I'm not going to watch that show or do that thing or whatever it is. But for 21 days, and it's going to be hard the first week. And that second week, you're going to probably get a little bit of breakthrough. And by the third week, you're going to go, I don't even need that. And I thought I needed it. Uh, I would challenge you. Go to our website, AvenueChurch.cc, and uh, forward slash fast. And on there, we have three Bible reading plans. We've always done like a 21-day deal, things like that. But now we've chosen three weeks. Uh, uh, there are Bible reading plans using version. You could use a web browser as well. But we want to challenge you to read along with us.
1: Right. I'd even say every Monday, a new one's going to start. So week one, we're going to read all about the purpose of fasting. Week two, we're going to read about presence-filled prayers. How do I pray a presence-filled prayer? And week three, we're going to do a devotional on choosing joy. Um, We believe that joy is something that we're going to experience. Come on, in 2022. And so we, we have these three different Bible reading plans. Also, we wanted to take the guesswork out of fasting for you because it can be quite intimidating when we say 21 days you're like i'm gonna starve no you're not gonna starve and so go on here we have grocery lists meal plan ideas recipes we really took the guesswork out of it so you can have that quality time with jesus
0: clap for that come on you should go on there pastor lindsey did this whole uh my grocery list all of that and uh beautiful letter written with that why she does the things that she does it is excellent really does take all the guesswork so please go to that also every monday at 7 a.m i'm fasting social media we'll get on youtube for an hour all right on mondays at 7 a.m and i always joke around with our church we're like you know i'm fasting social media that's great can you repost our thing though? you know like uh, uh, but, yeah, uh, weekly devotionals, Monday at 7 a.m. Uh, um, we're going to have daily prayer topics going out on Monday the, uh, for the entire week. So we're not posting every day, but every Monday you'll get the week. Uh, what to pray for every single day. Because sometimes we can run out of me prayers. And that can happen in the first maybe 10 minutes, 5 minutes. But then, God, what else do I pray for? You know, how, how, how do I pray? Do I pray the Lord's Prayer? You know, what's my, what's my focus for today? And man, if I am fasting, my heart's in alignment with God. Watch God begin to impress on your heart to pray for specific things outside of your world. And that's a powerful thing. It's called intercession. And we're going to be talking about this all month long. But then on January 30th, we're going to end with a worship night here at Avenue Church on Sunday night. On Sunday morning on the 30th, we have five communicators preaching five minutes. On our stage, people here at Avenue, and so be making sure you you sign up for our text message, our email blast social media, things like that. And so this is my challenge for you. I already saw people take pictures out uh, 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 online campus, man. I challenge you. Same thing, fast for 21 days. Get a reading plan, weekly devotionals on Monday, daily prayer topics, right? And even join us uh, for worship here at our campus. We have a large campus that we're grateful for. We're also streaming that as well, but. But every year, we, we, we have a word. And uh, when we first started our church, our word was survive. Okay, that was the first two years, right? Survive, you know. What's the Lord telling you? Survive. Because we're so new. And man, we, we didn't survive. We were thriving as a church. We are thriving as a church. But, but this year, um, our, our church is going to be five years old. Yes. Five years old. And we're celebrating uh, in March. We're going to celebrate. And uh, five years old. And so here's what we're believing for 2022. We got a lot of, uh, a lot of ideas, a lot of words. Uh, but we're asking God, uh, speak to us. Speak to us in these 21 days. And I'm hoping for confirmation. I'm hoping God speaks to you and to us. I'm, so, I'm hoping we're going to have that moment where we're like, Yes! this is what God's going to do. Because this is a corporate vision as well. We're fasting for personal. But we're also corporately fasting. We're fasting together as a church. Maybe you're here for the first time. You're just like, I've never joined this church. I'll try fasting. Well, guess what? You're part of the family. We're corporately fasting together for our fifth year. We got some, some big decisions as well as, as a church to say, God, what do you want to do? You know, we we have ideas and things like that, but how many know God? God ideas actually work. Right. They take place. And that's what fasting does. Helps me to keep my eyes on Jesus, the author, perfecter of my faith. Right. And here's what a scripture verse has really come to our hearts. is Psalms 126. So do me a favor. Write this down. On yeah. my audience, put yeah. Psalms 126. One, two, six.
1: This is something that's burning in our spirits, and we look at it, and we just say,
0: yes, no. yes,
1: yes. That right now, at this moment, in this season, Jesus, I want everything that's right. in Psalm 126. I want our church, our our families, our, our, our sons, our daughters, yeah. everyone to experience the power yep. of Psalm and the promises of Psalm 126.
0: I love this. It says, it was like a dream come true when you freed us. Yeah. From our bondage, maybe 2022 is going to be a year of freedom for you. That man, it was like a dream. Or maybe there's somebody in your life you say it would be a dream if they came to Jesus. Impossible, but how many know God does impossible things and brought us back to Zion? We laughed and we laughed and overflowed with gladness. We were left shouting for joy and singing. Your praises, all the nations saw it, and they join in. I want God to do something so incredible in our church and through our church that others don't go, "Why them?" Others go, "Yes, maybe God can do it for me. Yes, maybe God can do it for us." I love this. All nations saw and joined in, saying, "The Lord has done great miracles for them. Yes, He did mighty miracles, and we are overjoyed." How many could raise your hand? Uh, boldly and say, I need joy in my life. Yeah. I need joy in my life. Online, hit that emoji, whatever it is, right? But yeah. we need some joy in our life. And I love this. Now, Lord, do it again. Yeah. Do it again. Restore us to our former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us. May this year be a year you're restored, yes. but you're, you're refreshed Are you refreshed? I want you to see this word here. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until our dry hearts are drenched again. Somebody in this room, your heart is like the desert. It is dry. It's almost cold. Our heart is stone. And may in this 21 days, may the presence of God come upon your heart May the presence of God, may the Holy Spirit, man, refresh you and flow until you are drenched. I'm not saying sprinkle. Yeah, come on. I'm not saying little Sunday morning, but I'm saying you are drenched in the love and the peace and the joy of God. Those who sow their tears as seeds. Have you cried these past two years? Those are seeds. That's right. In Jesus' name, and seeds grow. Seeds grow, and may you reap a harvest with joyful shouts of glee. Pastor Lindsay, maybe this is our word for the year, glee. I'm kidding, (laughs) bad TV show. And may they weep as they go carrying out their seed to sow. But they return with joyful laughter and shouting, this too shall pass. This too shall pass with gladness as we bring back arm loads A blessing. May God give you armloads of blessing and a harvest overflowing. I love this overflow. Yes. You know, in 2020, it was really December 2019. Man, God just hit me and said, "Overflow." Now, how many remember the overflow devotionals and Facebook Live and YouTube? And man, little did we know, overflow led led into a pandemic. But can I tell you, overflow kept us. In 2020, our church was, was met, reaching out, helping people, tangible uh, ways of just helping our community, helping our members in our church. May we got out of this back into the house. And In 2021, God spoke to us and said, Dunatos, man, Dunatos, you are strong to become strong, to be mighty. And uh, man, we got Dunatos gear. I've seen even Leah up here wearing her Duna Toast shirt, you know. Like, like we are strong. We are my a basketball team was formed out of this powerhouse, powerhouse basketball team. Dunatos. But how many know God? And I'm just, I've been in church a long time. I don't want a church word to have a church word. Right? Like, God's gonna do more in 2024, you know, like now. I don't do church words. I don't, I, don't, I don't like that. But sometimes just God hits you. Okay. But I'm saying, God, what are you going to do this year? Because it's going to be an effort with overflow and dunatos. Yeah. Those two words prepared us for, for this year, okay. for 2021, or for 2022, excuse me, which is going to be Psalms 126. And we're believing that God's going to burst some powerful things out of this in our life. So 2022. 22 in psalms 126 but i want to end with this man we don't fast to get something from god we fast to get to know god and so i just want to what i want to do today is just pray and close us out but in your prayer time at just this moment maybe you got a phone um write this down somewhere i want you to write down what you're fasting man maybe if you're if you if you're married or you're in a household uh, ask the household as well, hey, can we do this together? And pick something for 21 days. Whether it's a Daniel fast, whether you're fasting something. And right now, the Bible says your spirit is whittling, but the flesh is weak. Meaning the flesh can feel stronger than the spirit. And so right now your flesh is going, you don't need to. Don't do it. But man, I really want to challenge you today. Fast, fast, fast for 21 days. So I'm going to pray. Um, I challenge you a new year can be the same year if you don't do something different. A new year can be the same year if you don't do something different. And for us, I, there's all kinds of things I could do. You know, a lot of times pain, pain prompts me to get in control you know what? I'm in pain. I'm going to do things so I'm in control. God, I love you, but you're going to do what I say because I'm a man of God. And it doesn't work that way. But you know what? Pain should prompt me to pray and to fast. To pray and to fast. So we don't fast to get something from God, but we fast to get to know God. So these 21 days, God changed my heart, removed distractions, removed but also replaced with prayer. If you don't know how to pray, reach out to somebody, your small group leader. Reach out to us on social media. Um, there's many ways to get in contact with us. That text message that goes out, and some people put stop, you know, we see that. That's all, that's me. That's me. Stop. Okay, I'll stop. Love you too, you know. I feel you. And now I got to go fast and pray. Stop. I'm. It's me. I challenge you. Past and pray with us, and maybe what if on January 30th at the worship night, what if God showed up the way He showed up with Daniel, and just say, "Hey, I heard you, I heard you. I had to move some. I had to make some things happen. I had to move the chess pieces of heaven around so that your prayer can come to pass. Or even here's what you prayed. I got something better for you, and this is what I want you to do. What if?" What if? So let's pray, dear Heavenly Father. We thank you, Father. I thank you for your word, Father. I thank you. Your word is—it's not a fable, not a story; it is history. The Father, I pray for you to do it again to speak to our hearts in these next 21 days. May it help us to eliminate distractions. Help us to eliminate addictions and sin and all those things. But help us to eliminate those things that. That really have replaced you, have replaced Bible reading or prayer, replaced the silence in our lives. May this next 21 days we embrace silence so we can hear the voice of God. So Father, I pray just to challenge us. Father, help us to challenge our flesh today. Help us to challenge our minds today for these next 21 days to go after you, to read our word. My prayer is that we will hear from heaven. But my prayer is that, God, you'll restore us like streams of refreshing in our lives. Holy Spirit, I pray, speak to us. Man, the church, you don't need a pastor to hear from God. You need to hear from God. May God's word speak to you. May he speak to you on the inside of you. The Father, I pray, speak to our minds and our hearts in the next 21 days. That Jesus challenge us. But right now, both online and in the house, Holy Spirit, challenge our hearts. What should we fast? What should we give up? And just speak to us. And Father, I pray for the the seasoned Christians in this house. The ones who fast and pray and intercede, may you lean in like never before. It is not old wineskins or old experiences or old revival, it is new revival. So let's do something different. Let's press in like we never pressed in before. Let's press in this year. My goodness, let's press in this year expecting for God to answer expecting for heavens to open up for refreshing for revival but Jesus I just thank you for what you're doing in this house I thank you for your presence both in this building and on online but if you're here today and you say I don't know Jesus I don't have a relationship with him or I may mean, even I fell away from him I may mean, I'm so discouraged and I'm discouraged now that I am what you call backsliding. Or I've, I've, I don't even know if, I've, if I'm in the faith again. Or maybe you're here today and you've walked in or you're watching online. And you say, I've never had a relationship with Jesus. But is there really a God in heaven who hears my prayers? Is there really a God in heaven who will speak to me, even me? I want to encourage you to take a step today. And that step is to accept him into your heart. Why don't you give God a try for 21 days? To say, God, Speak to me. God, I want to know you so I can find freedom, so I can discover my purpose and make a difference. If that's you in the house today, there is no shame in putting a hand up, Put it right back down. I'm not going to embarrass you. I'm not going to single you out. Online as well. I have a should be commenting on there. I want you to hit their like and say, if you want to accept Jesus, just hit the like on that comment. But if that's you today, and you say, Pastor, will you leave me in a prayer? I'm ready. I don't want to, a new year could be the same year, but this year I'm going to do something different. I'm going to see what Jesus can do in this 21 days in 2022. If that's you, just put a hand up, put it right back down. That's all you got to do. Just put a hand up and right back down. Just put a hand up and right back down. All our audience hit that click, that, that comment. Let's all pray this prayer together. Say, do Jesus. Say, thank you for paying for what I did. Say, Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. Say, today I repent of my sins. Say, be Lord of my life. Say, the best way to know how, I'm going to live for you. Say, I now know who I am. I am saved. I'm redeemed. I'm a child of God.